This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. How's it going, everyone? And welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. And I'm Nick. Giving you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And they just announced Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Holy crap, you guys. We actually predicted this. (laughs) Yeah, it seems literally like a month ago. We just talked about why Diamond Pearl remakes need to happen. And sure enough, it happens. We're like the Simpsons only podcast form. (laughs) It's like Game Freak heard our thoughts and prayers. And it's like, you know what? These four geeks are onto something. Let's make their dream a reality. In retrospect, it kind of almost seemed inevitable. I know we kind of talked about that in our last episode on this, but, you know, following the trend, they weren't going to come out with a new generation this year, so it was going to have to be a remake either way. Luckily, it was not Let's Go Johto. I mean, it would have been okay, but I'm much happier with with the Sinnoh remakes. Yeah, let's be real. Everybody cares about Diamond Pearl remakes. They've taken over the old memes that used to be made about, oh, when's Gen 3 remakes? When's Gen 3 remakes? I'm old enough to remember those memes. And uh, we got Oras, so I guess it only seemed like a matter of time. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. What do you guys think of the names? I mean, I would have been happy with just Diamond and Pearl, but I guess because they changed like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they had to change it. But they're decent names. I mean, I would prefer if they had something that was more aligned to what Dialga and Palkia represent. Yeah, like, like time or and space or whatever. But a lot of the uh, like the fan ideas I'd seen up to this point did a lot of the shining and excellent and that kind of like glamorous or whatever. I don't know why that was a trend, but I, I did see that in other places. I remember. Uh, but what are you going to do? Game Freak likes to throw curveballs yeah. at us. First off, I want to talk about the graphics. It looks like a hybrid between, well, not really a hybrid, an amplified version of the DS graphics. It's pretty much a a one-for-one remake. Like, literally every pixel to every pixel. Except they're chibis, and the battles look more like something out of, you know, a newer game like Sun and Moon or X and Y or or Sword and Shield, which I think is kind of cool. Well, that's now one of the, the issues I actually had with this game is... They didn't seem to really change anything other than the design, just from first glance. Doesn't seem worth it. Like, I still have my original Diamond and Pearl. Actually, I have, like, three copies of Diamond (laughs) in my drawer. And, like, I don't see, like, I would rather just pull those out than spend the $60 on a brand new one, you know? The newer, the other thing, the, uh, what is it, the Legacy, that's that's a cool one that they worked on. But going back to this, because I know we'll talk about that later. I would have liked more graphics or them to do a different story, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean, Keith. But like I said before in our last discussion, I don't mind if they, like, you know, redid the story. But as long as they offer something new, we only see one trailer of it. So you never know. They might be hiding something that they might reveal later on. I I hope so. I hope. But going back to the graphics, I think they're supposed to cater more towards people who prefer growing up with, like, you know, 2D Pokemon. So... Seeing these graphics, it's like seeing their child literally be yeah, amplified. It's true. 
I'm all for that. I'm actually looking more forward to that. Like I said, like the battles, the cutscenes. I think those are going to look like an actual remake, almost like Oros for the Sinnoh games. But I don't know. I, I'm really not one for chibi stuff, you know. So like whatever, and it might just be a one-to-one remake. But I hope you're right, Eric. I hope they are maybe hiding some content post-game or whatever that they can uh, implement, like they did in Oros. But uh, we shall see. Because we- again, only one teaser trailer out so far. Also, real quick, it's hard to tell if they're going to implement any of the new mechanics. Because I know in our last discussion we mentioned, oh, do you want to see Mega Z moves or Gigantamax come back? But I feel like Gigantamax isn't coming back. I don't know why. It just doesn't feel like it, even though we just discussed, like, yeah, it's completely possible. Yeah, no, I mean, in Shining, whatever excellent Diamond Shining Pearl it is, I don't think we're getting any of that. I don't think we're getting, like, I literally think it is going to be a one-for-one remake. No Gigantamax, no Megas, none of that stuff. Thank God, to be honest. I agree. Yeah, I know. A lot of these Pokemon games, they're getting more and more gimmicky, so it does get awesome most of the time. But you know what that probably means we're getting in uh, Excellent Diamond and Shining Pearl? We're getting Ponyta and Chimchar carrying the whole fire type again. Let's go, baby. Are we really? (laughs) I was about to say, yeah, based on what we see, it doesn't look like they're going to add any of the newer Pokemon, so it's look like they're strictly sticking to Generations 1 through yeah, 4. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're messing with the Pokedex. Like, I, I really think they're going to keep all that stuff the same, which means God help you if you're going to go try and catch a Munchlax. <laughs> yeah, that's still going to be annoying yeah. as hell. Isn't it like a 1% encounter rate <laughs> on the honey trees? <laughs> I remember. That was on a lot of lists of, like, hardest Pokemon to catch throughout the whole franchise is Munchlax and Diamond and Pearl. Oh, here's a real question for you guys. Do you think they're going to be implementing platinum features like the the distortion world and that kind of stuff? I hope so. I don't. I hope so too, but I don't know. As of right now, I think it really is like what you said, Matt. Like a one to one remake. I mean, they should the mine like the clubhouse. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. I think the online servers will be cool. They showed you back in like the trading room, like the original OG trading room from what way back in the day. I'm more excited for like the whole online play to see how yeah. they like revamp that. Yeah. But. I really don't think they're going to be adding anything new or special. I mean, we'll see the next trailer they drop. They'll probably throw show if they are adding anything. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so as if Diamond Pearl remakes weren't enough, Game Freak surprised <laughs> us all by releasing a brand new game that's coming out early 2022, and that is Pokemon Legends. That stole the show from me. I was totally caught off guard by that. I didn't know what it was going to, like, I was in, I was just set up like, what is this? It's amazing. It's literally an open world Pokemon game. This game was what Sword and Shield mm-hmm. was meant to be. It's funny, um... I, I saw a lot of people commenting on the direct and things like that, and, and they captured it perfectly. They said, uh, Pokemon just gave us Sinnoh Remake Link's Awakening and Sinnoh Remake Breath of the Wild. And it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's almost like Game Freak knew, or like they saw all the memes about how Sword and Shield didn't take advantage of the Switch's capabilities. So they're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're going to fix that. But oh my God, guys, we all said like we want to see the franchise evolve in some way or another. No pun intended. This is it. Let's let's check off the boxes. We have never had battling and catching Pokemon be so almost realistic as they are in these games. We have never had three different starter choices from three different regions. We have never had a open world game and we've never had a prequel Pokemon game. All of that stuff was just introduced in one game. Like that's so nuts. And probably way more stuff is introduced. Who's going to be your starters? The starters they chose for this game. Well, thank you, Keith. You just pointed that out. Rowlet from the Alola region. 
Cyndaquo from Johto and Oshawa from Unova. Honestly, I got to go with Cyndaquo, but I am a bit confused, like, why they chose those stars well, specifically. Well, I have a theory. Technically, it is based off of early Japan, and when you look at their final forms, you got Oshawa, who becomes a samurai, Samurai. You got Rallis, who becomes an archer. And then Cyndaquil is known for, like, volcanoes, which I guess you do see in the trailer. Mm. Typhlo- yeah, Typhlosion. And I guess you can kind of simulate it with, like, gunpowder or something. So it's all based off of early Japan stuff. That's actually really cool. But I was also going to say, in the Pokemon lore, Johto and Sinnoh are very, very close, too. So that might have something to do with it. Look at you, Nick, incorporating <laughs> realism. Because right now I'm currently in a Japanese history class, and I was reading about, like, the samurai and stuff, and I was, like, looking at the, the trailers, thinking about it, because it was just when it came out. And I don't know, it was very interesting to just kind of think about it. Yeah. Well, obviously, this game takes place in, like, Sinnoh in ancient times. Does this mean that previous stars, like, they may have migrated to other regions before settling in one specific region? I guess. That's actually kind of interesting. Pokemon's got some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, oh, I can't wait. I really am excited. What is everybody picking as a starter? I don't know if we all said yet. I'm definitely going to go with Cyndaquil. It's That's an easy choice for me, too, because I love Cyndaquil and I love Typhlosion. I'm not huge on Samurott or uh, Decidueye, so definitely Cyndaquil for me. Which is interesting. I've never gotten to choose the fire starter before, uh, like for my first go. Really? Yeah. I, every time I picked a fire starter in the past, it's been replaying. And then the last, I, I've again, I've explained this, I think, before on the podcast. I'm always the kind of guy who auto picks the grass starter. The first time I didn't was Sword and Shield, where I picked Sobble. But if I were to replay it, I would pick Turkey. But yeah, so this is gonna be a first for me. I'm excited. I love Syndical. He's my favorite fire starter. Nick, who are you going to pick? Because I know Keith says he's going to choose Cyndaquil. and uh, Oshawott. I got to think about it. Mm. I don't think Oshawott's final form. Oh, Samurai. Yeah. You should join us just and just pick Cyndaquil. We can all update on podcasts our uh, progression in the game when it comes out. <laughs> hey, guys. I know we all decided that we were going to choose Cyndaquil, but then Keith chose Rally. Yeah, there, there's definitely room for some twists and turns. <laughs> but what I'm interested in more is this game takes place around in ancient times. So I'm wondering, do any of the guidelines, like, you know, the gym challenge or bonus teams, would any of that apply during that time period? I don't know. It sounds like it might work, but I don't think Team Galactic existed during, like, the Arceus Yeah, days. it's it's so weird to think, like, about the lore that this proposes. Like, does this mean now, since since Rowlet's here, does that make Alola older as a region than, than Sinnoh? Like, that's, that's nuts. Like, everyone always thinks of Sinnoh as this really old region. There's so many ruins there, you know, like Regigigas and Dialga Palkia, all that stuff. So it's just a lot of crazy questions. Older than Sinnoh. Older than yeah. Kanto. yeah. And I will say the thing that I'm most excited for is the fact that it is subtitled Pokemon Legends Arceus, which means that going forward, Pokemon Legends could be a whole series, which I would be so down for. I I never thought there'd be a reason that I would want to go back to Kanto again, but honestly, this would be it. I would love, you know, Pokemon Legends Mew or something like that. That would be the the one shot you got to take me back to Kanto again and not have me pull my hair out. You play as one of the scientists and actually find the Mew sample. Pretty yeah, so it's actually just, it just takes place in Guyana. <laughs> but you're also the villain because you just create the most Sweet. dangerous Pokemon. You know, screw it. <laughs> I want a game like that. Can you imagine this is just a Pokemon game where you could just join the evil team. 
should have been. It's funny, Keith. You mentioned this on the podcast before, I think, and in in private as well. Literally, as I was watching the trailer to Legends, I thought about you saying this, which was you wanted a game where you could visit other regions and kind of just like do like fight different gym battles and stuff like that. I I I saw like Cyndaquil, Rallet, and Oshawa being your starters, almost as a step towards that. You know, absolutely. You know, I can honestly see Legends being its own separate game series from the main series titles. Almost like what Let's Go was supposed to be. Yeah, a better version of Let's Go. God, I hope these games sell well, but I I can't see how they don't. I like I really can't imagine a world where these games don't sell well. I love the fact that you can catch Pokemon. I think that's so cool. Battles. This is how most RPGs are these days. Like you know, you just walk up to an enemy, you engage and fight. There's no like transitions or anything. It's also kind of bringing us a depth towards the future of Pokemon, where eventually you're not going to get the cutscene to battle a trainer, and it's not going to be annoying like that. Like, it's going to all happen on the same screen. When you cross paths with a trainer, you know, he's just going to summon his Pokemon in front of you and be like, yo, attack. And you're going to have the battle all happen right there, you know? You never know. We might see that with this game. That's actually very possible. And it got me thinking, do you think it's possible that this game could also be a science for what we can expect for Generation Mm. 9? I don't know. Because usually the typical thing that Pokemon does is it's like, oh, here's a new region. Here's all the gym battles, things like that. This game, Legends uh, Arceus, is is making a big show about how empty everything is. It's kind of saying, here's the town. Everything else is abandoned, unexplored. Now you go into the wilderness. They would have to have a region with a lot of wilderness. And granted, they did that with Sword and Shield. So I I guess it's possible. But uh, I really don't know what to expect, like how this is going to impact the future of the main gens that's the next thing i also wanted to just talk about was what do you think the storyline like what like i think it looks amazing i'm so excited for this but at the same time i don't see the storyline necessarily being there and i'm very curious to see what they're gonna do because this is completely new and they could really bomb it with a a bad storyline or a bad story arc i mean pokemon um, is a game where you have to follow like a set story. You know, it's not an open world game. So I'm very curious to see how they do it with this one. Yeah, that's why I said before. Like, I'm not sure if this game is going to follow the same formula that we're used to. Like, you know, you pick a starter, you beat gyms, stop an evil team, become the champion, <laughs> go home and eat dinner with your mom. Yeah, I really don't know what to expect. I mean, they've teased a little bit. What we know about the story is it'll involve Arceus in some way, and you're filling out the first ever Sinnoh Pokédex. But other than that, I don't know. Are you filling it out because a professor wants you to do it? Are you doing? Are you the professor's child? Or are you? Yeah, the first like literally. Ever I, I, I don't even know. I mean, I also feel like though since the beginning of like since Pokemon came around, they were always doing things with the ancient Pokemon and like Ho Oh and Lugia. Like now that you're kind of playing in that time period, even though if you're in a different region, I mean, they have mm-hmm, to do so much mm-hmm. they could do. You know. As long as they know what they're doing. I mean, the last time they tried to go beyond their formula, which I think was in Sun and Moon, where they, you know, abolished <laughs> the gym challenge, that really left an impact yeah. on me. So I could see this going in a better direction, like stepping away from their usual formula and making yeah. something new. I could see that idea actually working with this mm-hmm. game. But I don't know. Like, there's still so much we don't know about. So, like, anything can happen yeah, with this no, game. There's, there's so many surprises they could still pull on us. I don't know. I, I'm really... I really am just so excited. I've never really been as excited for and, and as intrigued by a Pokemon game as I am with this. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. 
Although I don't know how it's going to be the start of the like, how are they going to have time to work on the games like these and new generations? Unless this totally, oh, you know what? Here's a thought I just had. What if future remakes are like shining and excellent? Like they're kind of just third parties take care of them and Nintendo and Game Freak worries about the Legend series and they worry about the generate the next gen. But they leave the the reboots, like for example, the the black and white remake, which mark my words, people are already gonna start asking for, and the X and Y remake and those future yep. stuff. What if that stuff all gets shoved into the third party, but it gets like a Legends release along with it, and that's just the future of releases? That would be interesting. Theoretically, next year maybe next fall we get Generation Nine. Then after that we would get hypothetically a black and white remake made by a third party and Pokemon Legends QRAM or something like that. Like maybe that's just the future. And and honestly, that's kind of an interesting idea for the way that the franchise can go. I'm actually curious for what mm-hmm. they name the black and white remakes. Don't think it's something because I'm horrible when it comes to giving names. <laughs> but yeah, Diamond Pearl remakes, they look like fun games. Still, I need to see a bit more of it to be more infested. But Legends, oh my God, sign me up. <laughs> I want this game now. Right? We're missing one thing that was announced was uh, Pokemon Snap. <laughs> oh yeah, new Pokemon Snap. Oh. Honestly, I I wasn't expecting to like it. I I never played the original. Mm. But the graphics on it just looks amazing. Yeah, they definitely are a massive step up. Yeah. When was the last one? Like the nineties. <laughs> I'm not as excited for it, but I'll give it a play. And who knows? You might hear a review on this in a future episode. <laughs> Hint, hint, wink, wink. Honestly, the Pokemon events were, like, amazing this year. Yeah. I'm so excited for the future of Pokemon. Only Game Freak could say, hey, you remember those Sinnoh remakes you've been asking for for five years? Guess what? We're going to make you not even want them anymore. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Totally new game. (laughs) In a way, I think that was a smart business move because if you give them exactly what they want, it's not going to be as exciting because, oh, we already predicted True. these games yeah, for five yeah. years. That's what Bethesda's doing right now. That's why we have to go yep. to the next Skyrim. <laughs> okay, look, we know you said you wanted Skyrim, but hear me out. Fate. So I think it was a great business move to, yeah. like, you know, give us legends. Give us something that we least expect and keep Absolutely. us very invested. Because how many of us expected to be excited for a prequel game? Yeah, I, I can't remakes? say I was expecting that, for sure. <laughs> the analogy speaks for itself. Keith, any closing thoughts? Well, we just have to see how it is when they come out and when we get more information. Because, again, like, the Diamond Pro remakes seem to be exact, like, nothing new. So it's kind of meh. The new Legends looks fantastic, but we have no extra information. You know, we, we see the cake, you know, we haven't gotten to taste it yet. It could taste awful. <laughs> so we'll have to see. Cake sounds good right now. Good thing my birthday's tomorrow. Well, <laughs> as of the day of us recording this. Uh, anyway. Thank you all for listening to yet another Geeks Crossing podcast. Be sure to continue supporting us on all available platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And don't forget to join our Discord and uh, Instagram, which uh, you'll find both links in the description of this episode as always.